0: and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the
1: pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked?
0: Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks
1: show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely, may I say sexy city of Kenston, North Carolina. It is hump day. Hump day indeed. Wednesday, April the 26th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 846 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenora Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game, but we have got a, uh, a very solid show for you today. Joining me here in our first hour is our regular Wednesday guest. He's the founder, publisher, and editor of the best dang local sports site in all the land. Encmoments.com is Junius Smith III. He covered last night's huge Southwest Oslo North and North baseball game that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, and then we're going to go really in-depth with him about it. Uh, he only spent about eight hours out there last night covering that game. Uh, not a good result for the home team, but like I said, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But we're also going to talk about that. We're probably going to get some NBA playoffs talking with him. We're going to talk to him about a bunch of stuff. So uh, the, he will be our first hour guest here on the show. But it is Wood Ducks Wednesday, and you know what that means. Uh, we're honored to have Woody's general manager, John Clemens, joining us uh, in our second hour. He'll uh, join us about five minutes or so into our second hour and then uh, take us the rest of the way to the birthday game. We're going to catch up with what's going on with the Woodies over the past couple of weeks. Uh, not a great homestand. Uh, well, I mean, I guess attendance-wise a great homestand, but lost five of six games and uh, battling right now. But a big win for them last night down in Fayetteville as the uh, Woodies beat the Packers last night in Fayetteville uh, 8-1. to But like I said, we'll get to all that. We're going to preview uh, their next home series, which, by the way, doesn't start until the next month. Uh, but, uh, man, just a lot of stuff to talk to Clemens about Want to talk to him about the great job that uh, Shiver Person has done with this 75th anniversary. Unfortunately, this past Saturday, they were supposed, it's now we've missed out on two Saturdays in a row at Historic Granger Stadium because of uh, poor weather. And we're supposed to be honoring the 75th uh, anniversary of uh, Historic Granger Stadium. And again, two Saturdays in a row have been rained out, hopefully The next Saturday that's coming up, uh, we'll be able to, uh, to do that. So, uh, excited about that. So, uh, Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, let's get started with today's show. Man, a lot of things happening yesterday. Uh, locally, uh, a lot of things happening, uh, in uh, the Stanley cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs. And I got to tell you, your boy, Brian, uh, had a pretty bad, pretty bad night last night, uh, Pretty much every single one of my teams lost last night. I mean, I I will break all these down here in a moment, but, I mean, LCC goes to Pitt Community College. They lose last night. Uh, ECU goes up to Raleigh to take on Greg Clemens' NC State Wolfpack. ECU loses. The Carolina Hurricanes, who were overwhelming favorites to win last night's Game 5 against the New York Islanders and make it – to the next round of the uh, stanley cup playoffs they lose last night my celtics same deal as the hurricane celtics over well, i wouldn't say overwhelming but seven or eight point favorites against the hawks last night in game five of their series they lose that <sighs> almost didn't want to get up and do the show this morning because of all, all these losses however Wood Ducks, they did win last night. Why don't we start with that? We'll brag on that first. Uh, the Woodies had no difficulty in Fayetteville last night. They beat the Woodpeckers 8-1. to one. Uh, Game two of their six-game series against Fayetteville is today at 11.05 a.m. So as we're doing the show live right now, that game will be taking place in, uh, right at four hours from right now at 11.05 a.m., and, in fact, if you're listening to our 3 o'clock replay on 960 the bull and 960 com, or on 252ESPN, you are right now saying, well, what are you talking about? That Woodpeckers-Woodies game is already over. You would be right. Uh, John Dawson loves when I time travel here on the show, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So uh, there you go with that. Uh, but, listen, uh, like I said, game two of that series today at 11.05 between uh, Down East and the Fayetteville Woodpeckers you can watch that game on milb tv just uh, search it on milb dot and uh you can watch our uh, woodies take on the packers that will should be a pretty good game today uh the woodies uh will not be home again until uh tuesday may the 9th uh they travel to fredericksburg virginia <laughs> yeah greg clemens i'm going to call you out here you just texted me but uh uh your boy Brian was trying to get some sleep last night and uh were and uh the son of Kenston, Scott Whittington, Greg Clemens and I I guess they were on one of my text chains and uh those two gentlemen and yes I use the term gentleman uh very loosely there were uh messaging each other back and forth and making my phone go off and uh yeah, yeah. Uh, really appreciated that there, Mr. Clemens. But uh, Mr. Clemens was bragging about his uh, Wolfies winning last night, and he deserved to—a uh, nice five to four win for the uh, Wolfpack over ECU. Not as if you listened to yesterday's show, you heard me say I really I I've, I had a really good feeling that uh, uh, ECU was going to lose that game, that NC State was going to win, just because of their history of midweek games. They're just—they've been awful. They're way under. 500 and uh midweek games ecu is uh especially on the road they can't win on the road they can't win a midweek game and uh i thought it was going to be a lot worse than five to four but they did hang around with uh, the wolfies last night but yes thank you uh mr clemens for uh uh you and scotty boy keeping me up last night with your texting back and forth at 10 o'clock at night yeah i really do appreciate that okay uh, so, uh, bu- 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 they, they, how about that? We'll uh, jump to that. ECU lost his fourth straight game last night in Raleigh following the Greg Clemens's NC state Wolfpack five to four. The Wolfpack, or I mean the pirates, excuse me, the pirates are now 29 and 12 overall. They're seven and five in the American athletic conference and they are home this weekend. Thank goodness. Uh, as a host to lane and uh, this looks like it's going to be the perfect time for Tulane to come in. It's funny. Their record is the exact opposite of ECU. Like I said, ECU is twenty-nine and twelve overall. Tulane is twelve and twenty-nine overall. The ECU is seven and five in the AEC. Tulane is five and seven. So uh, a good chance for ECU to get better. I hope this weekend. Uh, It'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday out at Clark Leclaire. I'll be on the mic for. uh, Excuse me. I'll be on the mic for a Friday night's game versus the Green Wave and uh, going to try to make it out there for a couple other games this weekend too. So, uh, again, that's uh, that's this weekend. That's your ECU update. How about your LCC update? Uh, man, the Lancers uh, lost at Pitt Community College last night. It was a close game, 6-4. to four, uh, But they fall to 30 and 14 overall. I uh, saw their four-game winning streak get snapped last night but uh the Lancers 30 and 14 overall they're 22 and 9 now in region 10 and uh, again that loss was in Winterville against Pitt Pitt is now uh, 24 and 13 overall 18 and 10 in region 10 and uh, LCC will wrap up the regular season this weekend they travel to Bryant and Stratton up in Virginia Beach. Uh, like I said, they'll play uh, Saturday and Sunday up there. Uh, Bryant and Stratton, pretty good team. They're twenty six and twenty two overall, fourteen and thirteen in the in the uh, in Region Ten. Uh, at LCC. Uh, Shelly Barnes made a point of this yesterday on Twitter, and I agree with her. Uh, we talked about it here on the show yesterday about the NJCAA national rankings coming out, and LCC twenty sixth in the country. Now they only do the top twenty. But uh, they were in others receiving votes, and they were sixth in that, so 26th in the country. And, uh, again, uh, no shame in losing to Pitt. Pitt is very good. In fact, they were ranked last week, not this this week, but they were ranked last week nationally uh, before uh, LCC took it to them. But Shelly Barnes made a good point, the AD over at Lenore Community College, and I agree with her. I don't see how LCC wasn't nationally ranked this week, uh, coming into this week. But I think uh, when they take care of business, uh, up in uh, Virginia Beach against Bryant and Stratton this weekend. And uh, they're 33-14 and 14 going into the Region 10 tournament next week in Moorhead City. Uh, I think you're going to see uh, LCC. If not in the national rankings, they're just going to be right there on the threshold of it. I got to tell you, man, that is going to be a heck of a tournament next week in, uh, in Moorhead City. LCC, uh, they just got to take care of business this weekend. And I think they will. And they're going to have the number one seed in the East, and I think they're going to go pretty far. Uh, again, that tournament is Mar- uh, May 4th through the 7th down in Moorhead City. We're going to be down. The the Brian Hanks show will be down there. Or I don't know if the show will be there. The Brian Hanks will be there uh, cheering on our uh, our uh, Lancers as we we'll play in that. And it looks like right now, tentatively, that uh, May the 4th, they're going to be, I guess that's a Thursday, May the 4th, they will be uh, the la- the last game of the night taking on the number four seed out of uh out of uh region ten west and we'll see who that'll be uh after the weekend. We'll know for sure after Sunday who will be playing who. But like I said, uh Lancers right now, uh two and a half games up on uh and bu- 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 I had it right here. Over Brunswick, uh by two and a half games, or I guess it's down to two games now. Uh and I think they've got a really good chance to, like I said, host uh or not host but be uh, a top seed, the number one Seed out of the Region Ten East next week in Morehead City. See, so let's see. We've talked to LCC. We've talked Wood Ducks. We've talked to ECU. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes last night, and I tell you what, one of the weirdest, and, and it's not just me saying this. I mean, the the NHL experts were saying this too on uh, TV last night. One of the just oddest goals I've ever seen. In fact, it turned out to be the the game winner for the New York Islanders last night as a puck goes off of our, not the New York Islanders, but our uh, Sebastian Ajo. And uh, basically it, it bounced off his face at full speed and uh, essentially an own goal as uh, the Islanders win that game last night. Uh, at three to two and just ugly. I mean, but here's the deal. So Sebastian Ajo gets, hurt, uh, gets hit in the face, blood all over the place. He goes into the locker room, gets stitched up, comes back out, and plays the rest of the game. Now, we'll see what his availability is going to be for the rest of the series because uh, game six is going to be Friday at New York. Neat thing about that is we will get to talk to our good friend Paul Whittington on Friday's show, and we'll talk about uh, <clears throat> as the uh, Hurricanes will be getting ready for that, a little bit concerned. I mean, they've had a hard time on the road. Yeah, they've, they split the road games in games three and four, up on uh, Long Island with the Islanders, but I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, they, they're, they've they not been the greatest road team in the world, and I really I don't want a game seven back in, uh, in uh, Raleigh. I really don't. I want this thing to end Friday night. Hell, I wanted it to end last night for the uh, Hurricanes, unfortunately. Uh, not to be the case as they fall uh, three to two, and now they lead that series three games to two. And again, game six, uh, Friday night in New York. Time has not been set for that or what channel it's going to be on. But a big game for, good Lord, but a big game for uh, the uh, Hurricanes on uh, Friday night. The NBA playoffs last night. uh, As you know, we had our uh, good friend uh, Richard Clark on yesterday, and uh, he predicted all three home teams were going to close out their series last night, the Celtics against the Hawks, the Nuggets against the Timberwolves, the Suns against the Clippers, and I guess two out of three ain't bad. Uh, the Nuggets uh, defeated the Timberwolves last night, 112-109. Uh, to 109. The Nuggets uh, won their series four games to one. They advanced to the second round. The Suns defeated the Clippers, man, 136-130, to 130, but it was not that close. It really wasn't. Devin Booker had 47 points in that game, almost had a triple-double, 47 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists, for uh, Devin Booker as they clinched their series against the Clippers 4-1. to one. How about this? Uh, Mason Plumlee last night for the Clippers was a leading scorer. Former Charlotte Hornet uh, Plumlee, uh, 20 points, 10 rebounds for them last night, but not enough as uh, the Clippers uh, lost that series 4-1. to one. The Suns move on to the next round. And, yeah, saved the most heartbreaking one for last here as uh, the – as my Boston Celtics, uh, I don't even know how it's possible that it happened. Uh, they were leading going into the fourth quarter, in complete control of the game, and then Trey Young happened. I guess that's what you could say happened. He goes for thirty-eight points, thirteen assists last night as the Hawks defeat the Celtics, one nineteen to one seventeen. And Trey Young, I know there have been a lot of pundits that have been taking shots at him. I, you know, we uh, Richard and I talk about it all the time. We're big Bill Simmons fans. And uh, Bill Simmons has just had uh, a heyday with uh, talking about talking down Trey Young. I tell you what, Trey Young has come up big, and especially last night, 38 points, a big three-pointer with uh, 1.2 seconds or 1.3 seconds remaining that uh, put the Hawks ahead, 119 to 117. And now they're going to play Game Six of that series. And uh, man, that's heart heartbreaking if you're a Celtics fan because they've got the 76ers next. Was really hoping they would end it last night. Their game, their series was going to start on Saturday, so they were going to get some rest there. Now uh, being forced to a game six, you got to say uh, that is just uh, kudos to uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. As a lot of people had that series, myself included, being a four to nothing, being a sweep for the Celtics. But here we go to game six in that NBA playoffs tonight. How about this? A crazy busy schedule. We've got four games going on tonight. It starts at seven o'clock as uh, the Knicks, who are who lead their first round series with the Cavaliers three to one, they will be in Cleveland tonight. That game will be at seven o'clock on NBA TV. Uh, the Lakers and the Grizzlies play. That game is in Memphis tonight, and it's at seven thirty on TNT. And the Lakers lead that series three games to one, a seven seed, taking on a two seed with a chance to wrap up that series tonight. But, again, that's at 7.30, and it's on TNT at 9.30 tonight, back over on NBA TV. The Heat could close out the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Uh, The Heat lead that series three to one, and uh, the Bucks really need a win in that one. Uh, Favored by eleven and a half points so oh, the Bucks trailing three three games to one, but eleven and a half point favorites uh in that game tonight. And then the Warriors and the Kings, that series is tied up two to two. It returns to uh Sacramento. That's on TNT and it's at ten o'clock tonight. And uh but it's crazy. Golden State one and a half point favorites in that contest tonight. So uh I didn't give you the spreads for the other ones. Knicks Cavaliers. Again, with the Knicks up three games to one, the Cavaliers are five and a half point favorites in that. And then the Lakers, Grizzlies, uh, with the Lakers up three games to one in Memphis tonight, and the Grizzlies are favored by four points in that game. So, uh, man, a lot of great games taking place tonight in uh, the NBA. Uh, in the NBA playoffs, uh, several teams have an opportunity to, uh, to close out their series. So, uh, hey going to it's going to be a lot of fun tonight uh i i'm going to try to get out to uh kinston high we're going to get into prep sports here in a minute with uh with junius smith the third and i am really intrigued by uh a game tonight it's going to be kinston taking on spring creek the vikings only win of the season came earlier this season in seven springs against spring creek looks like uh, the gators of spring creek have been playing a lot better Kinston had a tough game last night. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit when we get Junius Smith, a third, joining us here on our Spence Automotive Guest Line. But before we do that, let me talk about our uh, our awesome sponsors. And first off, got to talk about uh, Lenore Community College, the title sponsor of uh, Yeo O'Brien Hanks' show. For more than 65 years now, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives lcc's mission is to meet the personal cultural and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs lcc has its main campus right here in kinston at 231 highway 58 south but it also has satellite campuses in green county and jones county call lcc at 252-527-6223 visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, to all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate them. That is for doggone sure. Hey, thank you to uh, Rendell Parrot Academy. They're the largest independent nonsectarian college prep school in the region located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kenston, Pared Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including, of course, right here in Kenston. But Greenville, Wilson, New Bern, Goldsboro, Snow Hill, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville, Pollocksville. In fact, if you are listening to this show here on uh, terrestrial radio, and that means, you know, listen to it over uh, your, your radio signals, not listening to it on our uh, on our SoundCloud feed or on a uh, on our app, then you can send your child to a Rendell Parrot Academy, and you absolutely want to if you want to send your child to the best private school in eastern North Carolina. Listen, Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their uh, beautiful campus right here at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kinston. And uh, then finally, before we get Junius up here on the line, let's talk about Spence Automotive. It's going to be joining us on the Spence Automotive guest line. Let me tell you about Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car serviced. It's where you should go to. In fact, when I say get my car serviced, I was going to try to go today, but it's going to have to be tomorrow, Spence, if you're listening. Uh, but uh, I got to get my car inspected, uh, get my oil changed, all that. Uh, got my car inspection. All right, I got my uh, tag renewal coming up. I get to pay taxes on my car. I'm so excited about that. But you know what? I am going to take my car to Spence Automotive because it's the best place to go in Kenston. Uh, located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building, Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots, Spence Automotive is owned by our good friend and local sports riding legend, Keith Spence, and they're open Monday through Friday uh, at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. In fact, if you see me puttering around town You've seen uh, that great set of tires that I've got on it. Where did I buy it? I bought it at Spence Automotive. Listen, give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires and tell him the Brian Hanks Show and ENCmoments.com sent you. Isn't that right, Junius?
0: Oh, yeah, without question.
1: Yeah, we love us Keith Spence. Listen, you talk about somebody, you know, I got to admit, I'm playing a little hurt this morning, but you talk about someone that's coming on the show that's playing a little bit tired. You left North Lenore what about one fifteen this morning, something like that?
0: It felt like it, but it turned out to be about <laughs> ten o'clock.
1: But goodness gracious, alive! A love, a, uh, a tough game. I haven't even gone through any of our scores from last night because I wanted to save that for your reaction to them. And let's start with the game of the night. Uh The game and uh, probably in eastern North Carolina last night in prep baseball was uh, Southwest Onslow traveling to North Lenore to take them on to see who would be taking over first place in the East Central 2A, and doggone it, Junius. 15-9, the uh, Stallions roll into Wheat Swamp. They win that game. They've now split the season series. Dude, uh, it snapped an eight-game winning streak for the Hawks. Uh, Just without stealing from your story, because we want folks to go to uh, encmoments.com and read all about this, Gamer, but, uh, man, what happened last night in uh, Sweet Swamp, dude?
0: Long story short, South of was the better team. And the thing about it is the stallion, what they did <clears throat> offensively, they just feasted on a lot of Northmore air. Like they Northmore could not get it going.
1: Now the Hawks, a team that uh, now we had uh, Tyler Sears on the show yesterday morning as uh, he helped us preview the game last night. And that's one of the things that he said was they just couldn't have mistakes. They knew this is a team, the Southwest Onslow team, is a squad that would definitely take advantage of it. And I know Luke Cannon was on the mound last night. Uh, so I guess mistakes, but uh, how, how did Luke do last night? How did I mean, Obviously, they, you think North and North is going to score nine runs. You'd be like, okay, uh, I think they're going to win. Give up 15. I don't even remember. I mean, and you would probably know, you would definitely know better than me. When's the last time the Hawks gave up that many runs, dude?
0: I honestly don't remember, but the thing about it is Luke came in, I'd say like around the fourth or fifth inning. Okay. Uh, Jackson Jackson started the, started the game. But, I mean, those are two very, very great pitchers right there. So, the fact that Southampton was able to score 15, like I said, a lot of it came off of errors and, um, and wild pitches.
1: Wow. Well, uh who did well last night for uh Northenor?
0: Well, as far as hitting Matthew Hill he did a great job, and then um Hunter Colon hit a solo home run. Uh, Luke Cannon cleared the bases with a with a three one double. and so or actually took a five two lead after um after two. The thing about it is Northern looked like they were about to make another comeback. But Salasanzo knit that in the blood. They got seven runs in in the fourth inning, and that was pretty much it.
1: And a lot of those, like you said, coming off errors and stuff. Well, what does this tell you about North Lenore? I mean, is this is this just a little speed bump in the road, or is this something that I mean, now uh, it looks like, and let I mean, they're going to have to run, you know, the rest of their uh, their schedule and hope that uh, Southwest Onsville loses another game? And if they do, what would end up being the tiebreaker in the East Central 2A then, Junius?
0: I don't know what the tiebreaker would be, but the thing about it is, for North North, this is more of a speed bump. More than likely, they're going to wind up having to play on the road after the first round, but the only team that can really beat North North is North North.
1: Yeah. That's what that, I got I, We've seen that, haven't we? I mean, that's amazing that... Uh, They've played as well as they have. They're 13-3 and three right now. They're 7-2. and two. And as I talked yesterday to uh, to Tyler about, I mean, a team that's got a lot of expectations on their shoulders. I got to tell you, man, I remember us talking in the preseason, and we talked, of course, about East Duplin. You know, I mean, the defending East Central 2A champs, uh, they've struggled a little bit. We knew South of North was going to be tough, and I got to tell you, look who's lurking there in third place, especially after last night's win, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But... Uh, But North and North are the overwhelming favorites. You don't think – I mean, I don't know. I mean, we got to remember these are 16-, 17-, and 18-year-old kids, but they knew they had a lot of expectations on their shoulders, didn't they?
0: Without question. I mean, it's a senior-laden team. They understand that, you know, they made it to the regionals last year. They've got got the experience. They've got the talent. They've got the ability. So, of course, people were going to look at them from the jump.
1: There you go. With 13 and 3 overall, like we said, 7 and 2 in the uh, East Central. And I believe, I thought I left it up here on my computer screen. I didn't, but I can call it up real quick. I just want to take a look at the standings real quick. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what, before we do that, let's look at the rest of uh, last night's games. And uh, then we'll uh, break down the standings here in a little bit. Uh, let's go to South Lenore. Uh The Blue Devils, they, listen. <laughs> We thought they were good. We thought this conference was going to be a one through three conference, or I did anyway. I'm not going to speak for you, Junius, but really thought it was going to be, you know, uh, north of north, south of north, and east Duplin this year. Doggone of Southwest Oslo hasn't stepped up and not only put themselves in the top four, but they are number one right now in the east central 2A. And then James Keenan they're not bad are they and they proved it last night now South North escaped with a two to one victory to improve the blue Devils to eleven and six overall seven and three in the conference but Keenan eight and eight overall four and five in the conference this is one to five this is a pretty doggone good conference isn't it
0: it really is you know we've got a lot of great baseball out here because you know you talk about the eastern east Central conference and then also the eastern Plains, so there's there's a lot of great
1: baseball here. Well, there you go. It's a good tease. We're going to be talking about Green Central here in a few moments too, but again, uh South and North wins last night 2 to 1 and they improved to 11 and 6 overall, 7 and 3 in the East Central two 8 again. Keenan falls to 8 and 8 overall, 4 and 5 in conference. And then Kenson last night, uh I messaged with uh coach McCloyd this morning to get the final score of that game. A tough, tough. He said they just ran out of pitching last night. But uh, Wallace Rose Hill beats uh, Kinston last night, thirty-two uh, to two. Kinston falls to one and thirteen overall. There, zero and ten in the East Central Two A. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their game tonight here in a minute. But uh, Wallace Rose Hill improves to six and twelve overall, two and eight in the conference. And let's talk a little Eastern Plains. Co- our uh Junius. Southwest Onslow eight and no, we're not even gonna look at their overall records, let's just look at the conference records. Southwest Onslow eight and one. Uh North Honor a game back at seven and two. South Honor uh a game and a half back at seven and three, then East duplin at five and four. And uh, let, let's give East duplin a minute or two here, Junius. Six losses in a row. And we knew they had lost some talent from last year's team, but uh, and some heartbreaking losses in that too. I mean, they were up seven to nothing on North Lenore. They blow that game. Uh, that's one of the games they've lost in that six-game losing streak. What's happened to East Duplin here over this last two or three weeks, Junius?
0: I think it's just again, you know, a combination of both the Easter tournament and also, you know, they've had a lot of close losses. So I think they had what three or four losses, decided about one run, so. Just looking at that, you know that they've got the ability, but it's just they're just not getting those lucky breaks right now.
1: now. You're right about that. But again, like we said, East Duplin in fourth place, and just a game back from them, James Keenan at four and five in league play. Then you've got uh, the two bottom teams, Wallace Rose Hill and Kinston. And, uh, I, dude, since we're uh, on Kinston for a second, their only win of the season uh, was against Spring Creek over in Seven Springs a few weeks ago. And guess who's in town tonight? It's uh, Spring Creek, who, by the way, though, I got to tell you, dude, I was looking at their schedule, Junius. They've actually won a game now. They're 1-11. Kinston's 1-13. And Spring Creek's quietly been playing better baseball. Yeah, they're 1-11. They did get a win. But they've actually had some close games here lately, dude.
0: They have. And, I mean, Kinston will still have the confidence. And that's that's the most important factor right there.
1: You worry, Any chance you'll be out there tonight?
0: I'm figured it out. Like I'm, I might be at that game, or I might go to um, South Old versus North Duplin for softball because North Duplin is thirteen and two, I believe.
1: Yep, they are. And uh, again, we'll get to that in a little bit too. But yeah, that's not a bad. I'm really. I told Coach McLeod when we were messaging this morning. I really think I'm going to try to get out there, dude. I think that's going to be. Uh, I really think that's a, a good chance for Kinston to pick up their second win in the season. And they deserve. They deserve to win a game in front of their home crowd, don't you think? Without question. So, uh, like I said, I think that's what I'm going to try to do is be out there. Okay, well that takes care of the East Central 2A baseball. Let's look over at Green Central, and goodness gracious, alive, dude! Their thirteenth win in a row, or is there fourteenth? I'm sorry, fourteenth win in a row as they defeat Farmville Central last night, five to four. The Rams now 16 and three overall. They have already clinched the uh, East Eastern Plains 2A title at 11 and 0. Farmville Central. Got to give the Jaguars some credit here, uh, Junius, as, uh, again, making that a good game last night, 5-4. to four. The Jaguars now 6-10 and 10 in uh, overall in 3-6 and six in league play. What, as someone, I got to admit, I mean, I, I'm not that big on, uh, you know, I don't know that much about Green Central. What has been the secret to the Rams' success this year?
0: Well, a combination of great pitching, you know, Austin Hardy and Braden Burr have, have led that charge, but also – this was a young team um, a season or two ago. So, everybody is growing up. You know, you got a lot of juniors and seniors on on their team that were playing varsity as freshmen and sophomores. So, they understand what it takes to get to this level.
1: Well, and they have proven that big time. Again, uh, let's look at the Eastern Plains 2A Conference. Uh, they're 11-0 and overall, the Green Central Rams are. Second place, I mean, three and a half games back is uh, West Craven at 7-3. and three. Aiden Grifton at five and five. And if I remember, they had a pretty didn't they have a pretty rough season last year? And is this a good bounce back for them?
0: They did, so this is a great bounce back for them.
1: Okay, so five and five for the Aiden Grifton Chargers. Uh they're in third place. A tie for fourth between Washington and Southwest Edgecombe as both of them are four and five in league play. Again, gotta give Farvel some credit, man. Uh they're the sixth place team in the uh, Eastern Plains 2A and Gabe Green Central all they could handle last night, but they are three and six in the conference, and the North Pitt is 0 and 10. Uh, anything that you, any insight you can give us to uh, the Eastern Plains 2A?
0: All I can say is Friday's game is going to be fun. Aiden Grits versus north, so I'm really anticipating a good one.
1: Can't wait to see that. And again, we talked about the only game locally tonight in prep baseball. Is Spring Creek at Kinston. Uh, again? Spring Creek one and eleven. Kinston's one and thirteen. Uh, got to give some love here. Uh, our private school, uh, Parrot Academy, uh, last night defeated Wayne Christian four to one. And I got to tell you, for a team that has once it well, I think one regular senior and I think two seniors total. Tell you what, would you have thought Parrot Academy would be sixteen and seven at this point, Junius?
0: Hard, hard to say. But I will say this: they have a lot of talent on that team.
1: They do. It's young talent, that's for sure, but uh, again, 16-7, and seven, and they're off until Thursday night when they host uh, Carrie Christian right here in Kenston, and that game will be at 5 o'clock. But again, I, I guess I should tell you, the Spring creek Kinston game at 6 o'clock tonight over at Viking Field at the Ronnie Battle Baseball Complex. Let's switch uh, lanes. Let's uh, talk a little softball here, and uh, a good win last night for uh, South Lenore. As they defeated James Keenan six to nothing. Uh, the Blue Devils improved to nine and six overall. Seven and three in East Central two A play. Keenan falls to four and eleven overall, two and seven. Uh, your thoughts on that game.
0: South and North needed that one badly after um, fall on falling to Wild Rose Hill in the last game, so this matchup against North Duplin is going to be very, very important for them. South and all won the first matchup, I think, on four to three, but it, that was the start of the season north
1: duplin yep in fact i i I did a little bit of research. how about that South Lenore gave North duplin one of its two losses this season on March third dude, this is april 20 that's almost two months ago that that loss happened but uh hey uh North duplin one of the uh now they're one a right they are yeah, one of the one a powerhouses in eastern North Carolina, but uh that game will be tonight at uh six o'clock at South Lenore and uh you very well may see uh, our good friend uh, Junior Smith third out there if you go to that game. <clears throat> Dude, North Lenore, uh, a tough loss to a team that, quite honestly, I thought they wouldn't have that much difficulty with. Uh, Southwest Onslow last night, 10. North Lenore, 8. <clears throat> the Hawks fall to 9-5 and five overall there. Now 5-4 and four in East Central 2A action. Southwest Onslow improves. The eight and eleven overall, four and five. How much of that loss last night surprise you, dude?
0: It surprised me a little bit because Gotham um, on North Moore has been absolutely tremendous over the past few few weeks, but they are in a bit of a and I think they kind of regressed a little bit.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. Uh, just and uh, let's see. Didn't get a score from the Wallace Rose Hill kinston game. <clears throat> but and i hate to say excuse me for a second i, I hate to say this but i'm assuming kinston who went into last night's game at 0 and 13 and 0 and nine probably lost to an eight and six six and three wallace rose hill team now watch i say that junius and they would, uh, will that will have pulled off the upset of the century but uh man ain't nobody touching east duplin east central 2 a softball this year are they
0: not at all. I mean, South Lenore had two great shots at them and they missed them. So,
1: well, East Duplin is nine and zero in uh, the East Central Two A. South Lenore is seven and three, but like you said, uh, swept by East Duplin. North Lenore, who is just I, dude, I just don't get it. I mean, they were playing so well, and it. it does it, I hate to say this, but that loss against South Lenore that did they just rip their I mean that twenty two to three loss that was a you were you did that game. That was a two to two game, what, in the third inning or something like that?
0: It was, you know, all of a sudden it, it just, got, it just what, got wild
1: What's happened to North Lenore then, dude?
0: You know, they they did lose a player time um, for an injury, but outside of that, I have no idea. It's one of those things where you know, they just took a step back and I was not expecting them to take that step back.
1: I have to agree with you on that one hundred percent. North and North now nine and five overall, five and four in the conference area, and a tie for third place with Wallace Rose Hill right now. Southwest Onslow is a game back from them at four and five. James Keenan at uh two and seven and then uh Kinston. Uh again, this doesn't have uh last night's result in it, but probably 0 and ten right now uh again uh just to talk about that again just for a second i mean this is east duplins con- i mean it's east duplins conference and they're probably going to go pretty deep in the state playoffs too aren't they
0: they are and the thing about softball is you got to have a good pitcher and if you have one you're going to be just fine
1: well there you go uh let's uh <laughs> this is something i've been saying now we've been keeping up with green central softball all year they lose last night 22 to nothing the Farmville Central, Green Central is now 0-19 overall They're 0-11 in uh, the Eastern Plains 2A. And here's my thing, dude. Junius, you've got to set this up, man. You've got the power to do this, dude. We've got to have a Green Central-Kinston softball game, dude. Green Central at 0-19 overall, Kinston at 0-14 overall. What can we do to get those two teams to play each other so one of those two teams end up with a victory here in 2023?
0: You know there is no there's no way that we'd be able to get it this year because once the schedules are are put together, they're pretty much concrete like something has to something major has to happen before before you get a change in it but unfortunately, I would have to say this
1: would be something for next year uh dude, come on man. you know if these coaches want to play each other, man, they can make it happen, okay. You know this as well as I do, dude. We, we just, that it would be awesome. And, dude, I'm looking at Green Central's schedule right now. Yeah, they're 0-19. They've only got three games left. You can play 24 games in a schedule. That means they would only have 22, dude. I think we need to, uh, listen, if Diesel's listening right now, uh, the AD over at Kinston High School, hey, heck, you would cover it, wouldn't you, Junius, if they were to uh, Green Central and Kinston take on each other? Yeah, by all means. Yeah, yeah, dude, we got we got to make this happen, Diesel. If you're listening, man, let's make this thing happen. But uh, Green Center, like I said, they fall last night uh, and uh, are zero and nineteen. paired Academy, uh, who had, I again, as someone, I mean, you're you're so close to all these uh, situations. I thought. Parrot Academy might be a little bit better in softball this year, but they lose last night 17-7 to to Wayne Christian. They fall to 5-8 and eight overall. What's going on over at that Parrot Academy uh, softball program?
0: It's been kind of tough because they've been transitioning as far as pitchers and everything. So, again, having a, strong, having a strong starting pitcher is very paramount for a lot of softball teams, and unfortunately Parrot hasn't shown that they have one.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, today's – well, that wraps up all of today's – or last night's scores. Today's games uh, beginning uh, – we've got Green Central as at Farmville Central as they uh, will uh, play part, two is the, the conference – the Eastern Plains 2A have been doing home-and-home home all season, but uh, Green Central is at Farmville Central. And then uh, South Lenore, again, you talked about a couple minutes ago, 6 o'clock tonight, North Duplin at South Lenore, North Duplin – 14-2 and two overall. They've only got two losses. One of them was to South and Oral on March the 3rd when the Blue Devils won 4-3. to three. South and Oral is 9-6 and six overall. What are you anticipating in that game tonight, Junius?
0: You know, I'm anticipating the game It's going to be... I feel like it's going to be more offense in this one.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. You know, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, like, the battery heating up, uh, the Carpenter Bees are definitely going to be out there, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: expecting more offense. Wait a minute! All the carpenter bees, yeah, yeah, they're 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 a Southland uh, uh staple, aren't they? Uh, down in deep run.
0: They really are, and it's one of those things where it's just like I don't like bees at all, but
1: <laughs> well, you know, they won't sting you though. A carpenter bee, or a so or so I've been told, carpenter bees won't mess with you if you don't mess with them.
0: I don't trust them,
1: <laughs> dude. I don't blame you, man. Okay, uh, girls' soccer uh, last night. This was a yes. It was a loss for uh, North Or last night, but I was impressed, as impressed with this score as any as I have seen in the last few weeks. They only lose to Southwest Onslow two to one last night. Yes, North Or falls to six nine and one overall, three and five in the conference. Southwest Onslow stays perfect. In the uh, East Central 2A at seven and zero, they're twelve two and one overall. Man, two to one loss to Southwest Onslow. That's a pretty. I mean, I know you know you. I don't believe really in uh, what what you know losses that uh, a yeah, loss is a loss is a loss. But still, not a bad loss when you only lose two to one to a powerhouse stallions team, is it?
0: Not at all. I mean, this, this is a great moral victory. And it's going to help them when they go up against South Carolina next week.
1: There you go. A uh, couple of scores I could not find last night, but uh, I have a good feeling. Wayne Christian is 0-9-2. They were at Parrot last night, who was 7-7. Let's go ahead and say Parrot won that one, so they improved eight and 7 And then uh, as bad as the uh, girls' softball team those were over at uh, Green Central, their soccer team is – Pretty bad, too. They're 0-14, and, and they went to uh, Washington last night, who is uh, 10 and 10-4. So uh, l- let's go ahead and, like, uh, you know, the Associated Press and CNN and all that, how they'll project victories. I'm going to go ahead and project that as a victory for Washington over Green Central last night, okay? I. <laughs> You're not going to take part in my tomfoolery, though, are you? I'm not, but I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. There you go. So, uh, anything – you know, we've really not given girls soccer a lot of play uh, on your Wednesday visits. I'd love for – I mean, again, that speaks to me highly of, of North Honor. 6-9-1, 3-5 and, North. Uh, six, nine and, one, three and five in the conference, but to play Southwest Onslow, a traditional powerhouse, a team that's going to have girls play, at least one and maybe even two girls playing in East-West games this year. I mean, that – Soccer is coming along nicely here in Lenore County, isn't it?
0: It's definitely taking some time, but you know what? When, when soccer comes together, it's going to be great.
1: There you go. Uh, I'd love to pick your brain a little bit about LCC. Uh, a team that is, I was about to say, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule, but if you talk to Gary Smith and you talk to the guys over there, especially with 17 sophomores on that team, a team that's playing – right on the schedule that Gary Smith wants. It looks like they're going to wrap up uh, the Region 10 uh, East title. They really only need to have one win this weekend uh, uh, when they travel up to Brighton, Stratton, and Virginia Beach. But 30-14 and 14 overall, 22-9 and nine in Region 10. Yes, they lost last night in a tough game 6-4 to four at Pitt, but just wanted to get your impressions of uh, Lenore Community College baseball, Genius.
0: Yeah, you can't be any happier for the team. I mean, they've gone through a lot over the past few years, and you know, just being able to come out here and have such a great season, it shows that they've got talent, they can recruit, and they've got a great coach out there.
1: And uh, I'm I'm 100% in lockstep with you on that about Gary Smith. I mean, he is he has done a tremendous job. That absolutely needs to be said. Uh, you're right about the recruiting, and I got to tell you, I had a chance to be out there this weekend and watch them uh, watch them in action. And just I got to tell you, man, he's emotional. He's really into this team, he I just think he's done a great job, dude. People forget. I mean, we're talking about LCC right now, 30 and 14 overall. And, again, looks like they're going to take the Region 10 East title. Junius, you know as well as anybody. This, uh, this team, uh, really, not just the team, it really, there were rumors floating around uh Lenore Community College, four years ago that they may they that they might fold up the team. I don't even know I need to look it up, but I think four years ago, I don't even know if they hit double digits in victories uh Junius, and now you've got a team that's thirty and fourteen on the threshold of being ranked nationally again, taking us back to the old glory days of uh the two thousands man something uh, Gary Smith has just done a tremendous job, hasn't he?
0: He really has I mean. That is a tremendous turnaround. It used to be LCC, like you go to LCC, you can pretty much guarantee a win. Not anymore.
1: You are 100% right about that. Jenny Spence Third from ENCMoments.com joining us uh, this morning here as he does every Wednesday here on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, we, we've talked prep sports. We've talked LCC. Uh, how about a little NBA playoffs? You got that in you?
0: I got
1: that in me. Ha, I love it. I love it. Uh, we, you know, we had Richard on yesterday, and we were talking about, uh, you know, three the three home teams last night: the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Suns. Each of them had an opportunity to close out each one of their series. Well, two out of three did. The Nuggets won last night, one twelve to one oh nine. They win their series four to one over the Timberwolves. The Suns last night, uh, a game that not as close as the final score indicates. A uh, 136 to 130 over the Clippers. They close out their series uh, four to one. And then a couple of numbers jumped out at me there, Junius. And one of them being, how about the Suns? I, I They put up, did you watch any of that game last night? I didn't. I, I didn't either. I watched a little bit of it at the beginning, but uh, I did not watch the third quarter. The Suns, Junius Smith, the third. Scored fifty points in the third quarter. They outscored the Clippers fifty to twenty-four in the third quarter. You know, I'm not very good at math here, Junius, but if you score fifty points in a quarter four times, you could have a two hundred point game, dude.
0: You're right, man. You know what? I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Well,
1: yeah, I tell you what. They again, they played their butts off last night. One thirty-six to one thirty. Devin Booker last night almost with a triple double: forty-seven points, eight rebounds, ten assists. And uh, anything surprised you in that series, Suns Clippers?
0: The only thing that surprised me is the fact that Russell Westbrook was playing out of his mind in a lot of cases. And it hurts just knowing that he's going to take a lot of blame for this, knowing that this really isn't his fault.
1: Absolutely. Listen, uh, I think I've told you before, but folks who listen to us on Tuesdays with Richard, they know – My favorite player in the NBA right now, uh, Junius, and he has been for the last 10 years or so, is Russell Westbrook, man. I love his irrational confidence. I love that he believes that he is the best player in the NBA. I mean, I just – I love him. Dude, who is your favorite player right now in the NBA?
0: You know what? I really need to sit down – it would probably be Jamal Murray for the Nuggets. Because I watched him like I literally watched him get drafted.
1: Well that'll and when you say watched him, you didn't watch it on TV. You were in Brooklyn when he was drafted.
0: You're right. Like I actually dapped him up like like soon after he got done with his interviews and stuff like that.
1: That's awesome, man. But uh they win their series last night, uh the Nuggets do. One twelve to one oh nine against a pretty good Timberwolves team. Uh and they win that one four to one. Now the one that breaks my heart, the only other game last night uh, and if you'd have had me rank uh, the Celtics, Hawks, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Suns, Clippers, who I thought was going to win and by the most last night, I would have said the Celtics last night, dude. However, the Boston Celtics lose at home to the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks, one nineteen to one seventeen, dude. Your thoughts on Trey Young, who had thirty eight points and thirteen assists last night?
0: Uh, Trey Young. First off, he's a superstar, and secondly, he embraces the villain role, like. You don't have too many people that can sit back and and really beat a villain, but Trey Young has definitely proved that in the playoffs. And there are quite a few teams that that have learned that in, in a hard fashion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like a, I just, uh, I did not. Did you see that game coming last night? The Hawks one nineteen to one seventeen over the Boston Celtics last night.
0: Oh no, I didn't see it coming,
1: <laughs> dude. I it blew my mind, and now they've got to go to uh game 6 in that and i believe if i look, let me look at the schedule here that is on surely that's not on uh thursday night is it it is thursday night on TNT the only game scheduled right now Celtics and Hawks at 8:30 and uh man uh, if the hawks win that could put the fear of god in uh, a couple of t- or, or put a, put the fear of god in the Celtics dude
0: they could, but I don't, I don't see it going to game seven.
1: Well, well, we'll see for sure. Let's talk about the games that are being played tonight. We've got three series that are three to one, and we've got another one that's two to two, but four game. If you're a, a NBA head like uh, Richard Clark is, and I am not as much as Richard, but uh, I know you're a big NBA fan too, how about the Knicks could close out the, their series in Cleveland tonight? They're up three to one. That game's at 7 o'clock on NBA TV tonight. Julius Randle just playing out of his mind. Jalen Brunson playing out of his mind for the Knicks, too. Uh, now, that game is a five-and-a-half-point favorite for the Cleveland Cavaliers. What, what are you anticipating that game tonight? Uh, game five, Knicks-Cavaliers.
0: Look, Cleveland's going to come out really, really upset because the Knicks being up 3-1, you know, that's a shock to, to a lot of us. But I feel like Cleveland's going to win this game.
1: Well, that's a 5-4 series, uh, the Knicks being the 5-seed, the Cavaliers being a 4-seed. And, again, I just uh, – I, I did not see that coming. I mean, I thought it was going to be a pretty good series, but I thought the Cav- Cavaliers would come out on top maybe in six games. Definitely not going to be that. How about uh, the seven thirty game tonight on TNT? Uh, the seventh-seeded Lakers, the second-seeded Memphis Grizzlies, the Lakers up three games to one in that series with uh, LeBron James, who I swear, dude, I think he's an alien. I mean, there's no way a 38-year-old man should be averaging 29 points a game and almost averaging a triple-double in the playoffs, dude. It's amazing. Like,
0: he has really done some some great things.
1: He has. He's been amazing, that's for sure. But uh, are you surprised at all? I mean, uh, the Lakers – And Grizzlies, like I said, the Lakers up uh, three games to uh, one in that. But Memphis here tonight in this game five is favored by four. What are you anticipating tonight? And what are you anticipating for the rest of this series with the Lakers-Grizzlies?
0: I anticipate the Grizzlies winning this, this game, but Lakers should win this series overall because we're getting the best version of the Lakers right now. And the thing about it is, even though they are the lower seed, the way that LeBron is still playing, the way that, you know, Austin Reeves, Roy Hatchmore, like, a lot of these guys, it's it's really difficult to, to take away take away from them.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. But as a Celtics fan, dude, I got to tell you, it gnaws at my soul, okay? I don't want to I'm, – I'm pulling hard for the Grizzlies, man. I mean, I do not want the Lakers in the next round because who knows the damage they could do if they make it to the second round of the playoffs. How about – This other series in Milwaukee, man, uh, a lot of people. In fact, they were the favorite going into the playoffs. The Milwaukee Bucks were the favorite. I saw them in a couple of books being the favorite to uh, win the NBA title. Junius, they're down three games to one, and if the Heat win tonight, I mean, it's going to be an eight seed bouncing a one seed in the first round of the playoffs. Jimmy Butler, man, 56 points the other night, just an amazing, amazing game for him. But he's played well the entire series. Tell me about Heat's Bucks and you're through Junius Smith's third eyes.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. But then again, it was one of the things where Giannis was out for a game or two because of an injury. So that didn't surprise me as far as the Heat getting out there and doing their part. But then Giannis came back and I think he had a triple-double in the last game, but Jimmy Butler played literally out of his mind. So it's one of those things where if Jimmy Butler has another one of those, those games and that is definitely not out of the realm, then, yeah, he'd take it. But overall, I think the Bucks are going to come back and, and win this whole thing because they've got way too much talent over
1: there, and the Heat are, are playing above their weight class. Well, Vegas definitely believes that uh, the Bucks are going to win tonight as they are an 11-and-a-half-point favorites against uh, the Miami Heat. But, okay, as I was talking about, you know, I don't want to see the Lakers upset the Grizzlies. Dude, I got to tell you, and I have nothing against Giannis. Giannis is a, a great player, uh, arguably one of the top three players in the NBA over the last four or five years, and uh, I I enjoy watching him play. I think he's got a great attitude. He's a great guy. But I got to admit, Junius, there's, there's something in my deep, dark soul the deep dark cockles of my heart, dude. That uh, I would love to see uh, the Heat pull off that historic upset. It'd almost be like your Denver Nuggets doing it to Seattle back in what nineteen ninety five or something like that.
0: Yeah, ninety four.
1: Ninety four. Yeah. What well, your thoughts? Would you would you be for that at all?
0: I would be. I mean, it's, like I said, like I think the Bucks are going to come back and win this. But if the Heat wind up proving me wrong. It's going to be cool. Like, I have no problem with the Heat.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, I would love to see that. Okay, uh, we're going to talk Warriors-Kings in a second, but I would love you to rank one through three. Uh, who you think is going to – who could pull off that uh, upset tonight because it would be an upset uh, between the Knicks, between the Lakers, between the Heat, uh, and and win their series tonight?
0: I right. One would be the Lakers. Two would be the Knicks. Three would be the the Heat.
1: That's crazy, man. That's exactly the way that I would go too. So, uh, there you go. Uh, That those are the three to one series. Uh, Again, that could all be clinched tonight, or all three of them could go to a Game Six, kind of like the uh, Celtics uh, last night. Man, I saved the best for last here. Uh, The last game. Well, it is the last game of the night too. The Warriors and the Kings, dude. And I got to tell you, Junius. When uh, the Kings went up two to nothing and when Draymond Green was uh, suspended for game three, I was—I said this yesterday with Richard, and he, he laughed at me too, but I really thought the Kings were going to sweep the Warriors. Boy, was I wrong, and boy, did I underestimate the heart of a champion like Steph Curry, who uh, averaging right at 30 points a game, and he's not going to let this team go out quietly, is he? Not
0: at all. I mean, the thing about it is, yeah – it looks it looks extremely bleak, but the the Warriors are not a good road team at all this year. I don't know what's going on, but I knew that it was going to be one of the things where the King got a little too cocky.
1: Well, they it, 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 the proof is definitely in the pudding as that series is now at two to two, and again, game five of that series is tonight at uh, ten o'clock. It'll be on TNT. Uh, prediction on that one? hey, It's now a best of three series. Uh, Junius, uh, what, what do you think about, uh, the Warriors and the Kings?
0: You know, what, it's really, really hard to describe that. That is the one series that I really can't get a good
1: gaze on. So, well, I'm putting your feet to the fire here, dude. Uh, who do you have winning tonight? Who do you have winning this series?
0: I have the Kings winning tonight, but I think the Warriors are finally going to win a road game, probably game seven.
1: There you go. So, uh, well, would you believe of all these games uh the, that are taking place tonight the Warriors the only road team that uh, is favored tonight they're one and a half point favorites tonight against uh the Kings and uh, listen I you and I talked about this last week I believe right. I talked about it to someone I'm not a uh you know a Yankees fan and a Warriors winning every game and even when the Lakers and Celtics are doing it, I like when teams step up and that's what made me I, I love the Kings man I would love to see the Kings uh end up winning this thing. Listen. Uh, uh john clemens has made his way in here and i gotta tell you dude he's he's putting the pressure on my uh on my guest here is he brought me a, a a drink here from uh from starbucks dude junius yeah <laughs> that's all i get is a yeah Look, i'm not a starbucks fan okay well hey uh next time you come in you can bring me a biscuit though okay <laughs> All right, I can do that. There you go. junior Smith, the third. What can we anticipate coming up on, uh, encmoments.com?
0: I have no idea. You know, I, I just, I basically just play by ear at this
1: point. Well, very good. Well, uh, dude, I appreciate you joining me this morning. We'll talk to you next week here on the Brian Hanks show. My friend.
0: All right. Sounds good to me.
1: There you go. That's junior Smith, the third encmoments.com. John Clemens cheers dude delicious vanilla bean right that's right mm. you know you're gonna to have to talk a lot here in the second hour so i can suck this thing down this that's is awesome problem. listen uh that you just heard jenny smith that wraps up our first hour coming up john clemens wood ducks wednesday here on the brian hanks show presented by lenore community college